0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Toyota is rolling into 2024 full of optimism. It blew through last quarter's guidance and now expects to post a $33 billion profit when it closes the books at the end of its fiscal year on March 31st. One reason why it's doing so well is that hybrid sales shot up 46% last quarter. Toyota's 14% operating profit margin is now well ahead of Tesla's 9%. And another thing that's helping the Japanese automaker is the falling value of the yen, which is down 25% versus the U.S. dollar over the last five years. That has significantly lowered the cost of making cars and components in Japan. If you work for Lawrence Stroll, the chairman of Aston Martin, you better show results and fast. In the last four years, Stroll has gone through three CEOs, and now he's looking for a fourth. The current CEO, Amadeo Felisa, who came from Ferrari, didn't deliver the kinds of results that Stroll was looking for. Financial results through the third quarter of last year, which is the most recent available, show that sales were up 8% and revenue was up 21%, but The company is losing money, its stock is down 85% since 2020, and production of the new DB12 sports car, which Aston has a lot riding on, was delayed because of bugs in the infotainment software. Lawrence Stroll is reportedly contacting CEOs at other brands to see if they want to run Aston. And he's probably looking for someone younger than Felisa, who turned 78 this year. Car dealers in the U.S. want the government to tap the brakes on EVs, saying the auto industry is trying to transition too fast to electric cars and that there's not a lot of customer interest for them. But GM President Mark Royce says there's money to be made. Quote, we're going to give dealers the opportunity to make money on EVs. And he's not just talking about selling EVs. Since electric vehicles require less maintenance, Dealers are concerned they won't make as much money on service. But Royce says EVs still need brakes, tires, alignments, and are not problem-free, and that, quote, We will rely extensively on dealers to service those vehicles and make money on it, end quote. Even so, dealers think the government and auto industry should focus more on offering affordable hybrids and plug-in hybrids. And as we reported last week, GM announced part of its plan for North America is to bring PHAVS back to the market. Stellantis is looking to cash in on data collected from its connected vehicles. The head of Mobilisites, the automaker's data and connected services unit that it created last year, told Reuters that it's looking to sell anonymized data packages to service providers. The company is currently in talks with customers to get their permission to sell the vehicle data. The types of data it could sell includes info on how an EV's battery status changes in different road and weather conditions or assessing road conditions to determine where repairs are needed. The company also says it's open to making data available to researchers and government agencies. Traditional automakers are scrambling to find new ways to bring in more revenue, and selling data has really caught their eye. Ford is getting its EV owners ready to use Tesla's supercharger network. Last week, CEO Jim Farley revealed that the company will start giving out free Tesla adapters this spring. And now Inside EVs reports that Ford owners won't have to use the Tesla app to charge their EVs. Owners will just need to create an account with Ford's Blue Oval Charge Network, which will allow them to make payments through the Ford Pass app or the vehicle's touchscreen. That also allows owners to find superchargers through their vehicle's infotainment screen. Ford says its payment system will work for V3 and later superchargers. Mercedes is launching the new all-electric e-Sprinter van in North America and Europe. It's available with three battery sizes, 56, 81, and 113 kilowatt hours. But in North America, it will only be available with the largest pack, which provides up to 440 kilometers, or about 273 miles of range on the WLTP test cycle. North America will also be limited to the long panel van with high roof variant at first. But two-body styles and lengths will be offered as well, and Mercedes says it will be available at a later date as an open model for the first time, which we think would be a chassis cab version. Power comes from a rear axle electric motor that makes either 100 kilowatts or about 134 horsepower or 150 kilowatts or 201 horsepower. And when it comes to carrying stuff around, it has up to 488 cubic feet of cargo space and has a max payload rating of a little over 2,600 pounds or nearly 1,200 kilograms. Pricing for the less powerful version in the U.S., starts at just over $74,000, including destination, while the 150-kilowatt version starts at a little over $77,600. The bad news keeps on piling up for Volvo and Geely's premium EV brand, Polestar. Car rental company Hertz said that it's pausing plans to purchase tens of thousands of vehicles from the brand this year. In 2022, Hertz announced it would buy 65,000 Polestars over a five-year period. The deal was estimated to be worth $3 billion. So far, Polestar has delivered 13,000 models to Hertz. But Hertz is pulling back on its EV plans because of a drop in resale values and higher-than-expected repair costs. It's also selling off some Teslas in its fleet. The Financial Times reports that Polestar allowed Hertz to pause the deal this year, as long as it keeps the current Polestar's for more than a year and doesn't sell them too cheaply. How do you make charging EVs more convenient for owners? Well, one way is to automate the whole charging experience, and that's why Continental developed this garage robot to charge electric vehicles. In Conti's vision of the near future, A driver arrives at home and gets out of the car, which autonomously drives into the garage and parks over a flat robot on the floor. Under the car, a small door slides open to reveal a charging port, and the robot positions itself directly under the port. The robot then raises its connecting plug and begins charging the vehicle. While other similar ideas use inductive charging, Continental decided to use a physical connector to reduce charging losses. Conti doesn't have a firm order for the charging robot yet, but says several luxury car brands are interested in the concept. It developed the robot in conjunction with a startup from Austria called Volterio. Audi is coming out with an even more powerful, even more exclusive, even more expensive version of its RS6 station wagon. This is the RS6 Avant GT. Audi squeezed nearly 30 more horsepower out of the car's 4-liter twin-turbo V8. It now makes 463 kilowatts or 620 horsepower, and it will do 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 3.3 seconds. Other major highlights include a reworked differential, stiffer stabilizers, and adjustable coilover suspension. It also features unique styling inspired by old Audi rally cars, and it drops a few pounds thanks to a carbon fiber hood and front fenders. Deliveries start in the second quarter of this year, and pricing starts at over 219,000 euros. That's a wrap for today's show. Thanks for making Autoline a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey.